Welcome to Sports Med Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we've had one post on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In this post, we summarized a study where the authors found that among women's soccer programs, there's a discordance between what athletic trainers think will prevent concussions and what the teams are actually implementing. If we take a closer look at that post, we find that the authors sent surveys to 587 athletic trainers that provided primary medical services to a women's soccer program, and 222 responded. The survey included structured and open-ended questions to identify the use of cervical strengthening programs, headgear, and other prevention strategies. Less than 20% of the athletic trainers indicated that the women's soccer team implemented any stability or cervical strengthening training to prevent concussions. However, 70% of athletic trainers believed that cervical strength training could prevent concussions in women's soccer. Interestingly, about one-third of athletic trainers reported that players on the team wore headgear. However, less than 10% of athletic trainers believed that headgear could actually prevent a concussion. The majority of athletic trainers, about 70%, reported that education on proper techniques was part of their concussion prevention strategy. This study is interesting because it shows that women's soccer programs seem to be relying on education as the primary means of concussion prevention, despite believing that stability or strengthening programming would be beneficial. Many of the posts on SportsMed Res have focused on lower extremity prevention programming, with much less high-quality evidence assessing concussion prevention in isolation. Programs such as the FIFA 11 Plus effectively reduce concussions. It would have been interesting to see if these women's soccer programs were also using this type of general injury prevention programming that may have some carryover effect to concussion prevention. Most injury prevention warm-up programs do not incorporate neck strengthening into their programs, and this is a known risk factor for female soccer players' risk of concussion. However, there's a need for more evidence to decide if cervical strengthening programs can actually reduce the risk of concussion. Despite the lack of evidence, about 70% of athletic trainers think cervical strengthening may protect against concussion. The authors observed considerable discordance between implemented prevention strategies and athletic trainers' beliefs in these programs. It would have been interesting to know who is making the final decision about which programs to implement and what the role of the athletic trainer is in making these decisions. This may clarify why teams with athletic trainers that believe in cervical strengthening fail to implement such a program. Alternatively, it may clarify why headgear is used when an athletic trainer thinks they won't work. Overall, this research highlights a significant gap in clinical practice and the need to understand better how teams decide to implement concussion prevention strategies. It may be beneficial for clinicians to review who is making key decisions about prevention programs and to educate those stakeholders. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. 
This week's most popular post was a special episode of our podcast discussing how to engage with athletes during and after the pandemic. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our six online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We'll have links to our summary, the courses, and the special episode on our website and in our show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, stay well.